For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Threshold Covenant. This is part two of the series. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull, on page 60, he explains that marking houses with the tokens of a threshold covenant. Because the threshold of the doorway is the primitive altar of the household, the doorway itself is, as it were, a framework above that altar, and the side posts are lintel of the doorway fittingly bear tokens or inscriptions in testimony to the sacredness of the passage into the home sanctuary. It would seem that originally the blood poured out in sacrifice on the threshold was made use of for marking the doorposts and lintel with proofs of the covenant entered in between the incomer and the host and that afterward other symbols of life and appropriate inscriptions were substituted for the blood itself. And so this is the background by which, in the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble, he explains on pages 62 and 63 that the words of Torah are to be upon the doorposts of the house of a believer in the God of Israel. The Hebrews were commanded to dedicate their doorways to the one living God. It is said of the words of the covenant of God with his people, as recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, and then chapter 11, verses 13 through 21, that you shall write them upon the doorposts of your house and upon your gates. And so today, this commandment is fulfilled by putting what is known as a mezuzah on the door of your house. And so a mezuzah is a small rectangular container which is attached to the right-hand doorpost of a house of a believer in the God of Israel who follows his Torah. And the traditional mezuzah has a large Hebrew letter shin displayed on its front. This comes from the book in his own words by Grant Luton on page 210. In the same book, he explains that the mezuzah is going to contain the Hebrew letters that represent the Hebrew word Shaddai. Printed on the back of the mezuzah scroll are the letters Shin, Dalet, and Yod. The letters are the initials for the Hebrew words Shomer. So you got the Shin from Shomer, which means to guard. And then 
Dodot, which is doors, and then Israel. And Dodot begins with the Hebrew letter Dalet, and Israel begins with the Hebrew letter Yod. So we take the first letter of these three words in Hebrew, which means guardians of the doors of Israel, and it means or it represents Shaddai, which is one of the names of the God of Israel. He revealed himself to Abraham as El Shaddai, the one that is all sufficient, and he is the provider for you. So El Shaddai is the guardian of the houses of Israel. In the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 63, he explains Shaddai, which is interpreted to mean the Almighty God. This name stands for the guardian of the dwellings or the houses of Israel, whose protection is thus invoked upon the primitive altar of the household on the threshold of the entrance way. So from these things in the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on pages 185-186, we can see then how Passover then was a threshold covenant. A covenant welcome was given to a guest who was to become as one of the family or to a bride or bridegroom in marriage by the outpouring of blood on the threshold of the door and by staining the doorway itself with the blood of the covenant. And now Jehovah announced that he was to visit Egypt on a designated night and that those who would welcome him should prepare a threshold covenant or a Passover sacrifice as a proof of that welcome for where no such welcome was made ready for him by a family, he must count the household as an enemy and thus enter into judgment with that house. In announcing this desire for a welcoming sacrifice by the Hebrews, God spoke of it as his Passover, which is now to be observed as a welcome to the God of Israel. Continuing on, and in the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 187, he explains that blood upon the threshold door represents a covenant. In that welcome with blood, there was a covenant protection from Jehovah as he came into Egypt to execute judgment on his enemies. The Egyptians had already refused him allegiance and put themselves in open defiance of his authority. They were now to be visited in judgment, but in order to the distinguishing of the Lord's people from his enemies, the Hebrews were to prepare a blood welcome at their doorway, and the Lord would honor this welcome by covenanting with those who would do it. So then we can see in Exodus chapter 12, verse 11, this is called Yahweh's Passover. And thus you shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 191, he explains that no blood upon the threshold meant you did not welcome the God of Israel into your house and thus judgment was going to come upon that house. And so it explains in the book, Jehovah did not merely spare his people when he visited judgment on the Egyptians. He covenanted anew with them by passing over or crossing over the blood-stained threshold 
into their homes, while his messenger of death went into the houses of the Lord's enemies and claimed the firstborn as belonging to Jehovah. So we can see the application, how no blood upon the threshold meant judgment was going to be upon that house from Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, as it is written, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble on page 5, he explains that crossing the threshold of a house is an implied covenant. And in the implied covenant, when you were welcomed into somebody's house, then the people in the house were to show you hospitality because you got welcomed into their house and you are their guest. In order to show respect, you give hospitality. Crossing the threshold or entering the door of a house is in itself an implied covenant. He who goes in by the door must count himself and must be recognized as a guest, subject to the strictest laws of hospitality. But if he enters the house in some other way, not crossing the threshold, there is no such implied covenant on his part. He may kill the head of the house when he has entered without any breach of the law of hospitality if the thief does not go in through the door or cross the threshold. So let's summarize what we've covered so far in the first part of this teaching on the threshold covenant, showing how the threshold covenant was the way in which the God of Israel redeemed his people out of Egypt and from under Pharaoh's authority when he instructed them to take a lamb and to kill that lamb and to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost or the threshold of the house, thus welcoming the God of Israel into that house. And in doing so, you were entering into covenant with the God of Israel, and you were proclaiming your belief in him. And in doing this, this is how the God of Israel legally then redeemed his people from under Pharaoh's authority. And so what we've covered so far is the following. It was Yeshua who made covenant with Abraham and his seed. When the children of Israel went to Egypt, they became servants to Pharaoh. Yeshua reclaimed his ownership over the children of Israel through a threshold covenant. The children of Israel were instructed to bring a lamb into their houses and then kill the lamb and put the blood of the lamb on their doorposts. Passover is a threshold covenant. It is the Lord's Passover. It is Yeshua's Passover. The children of Israel ate the Passover lamb. This was a threshold covenant meal. Crossing the threshold of a door is an implied covenant. When crossing the threshold of a house, the owner is expected to provide the guest with the best of hospitality. By being in a threshold covenant, you could plead for mercy when you needed help at the door of the house. The God of Israel instructed that tokens of a threshold covenant be put upon the door of the houses of those who believe in him and who seek to follow his Torah. 
For those who entered into a threshold covenant with Yeshua, their homes are protected because he is the guardian of that house. For those who do not enter into a threshold covenant with Yeshua, judgment came upon their houses. So in the land of Egypt, those who did not put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts, judgment came upon their houses through the death of the firstborn. And those who did put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, their houses were protected, their firstborn was spared, and ultimately this allowed the children of Israel to be released from Pharaoh's authority because they were then denouncing Pharaoh and his authority over them, and they were claiming the God of Israel and his authority in entering into a covenant with him in rejecting Pharaoh's authority over them. And so this is the importance and the significance of the Egyptian Passover and how the God of Israel redeemed his people out of Egypt by having them put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and doing so through a threshold covenant. Next, we're going to see that Yeshua himself said, he is the door or he is the threshold to God the Father. He explained this to the Pharisees in John chapter 10, verses 2 and 3, as it is written. And he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the guard of the door, the porter, opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. We can see from the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble on page 236, that a porter is the guardian of the threshold. He explains, the word porter as a carrier, and again as a doorkeeper, or a gate watcher, or a guardian of the threshold, the porter or carrier is one who goes through the gate at the place of entrance or exit in his carryings, or again, the porter or guardian of the gate is one who watches the place of carryings and of outgoing and of incoming. In the Bible, we can see that the Levites were porters of the temple of God. In Second Chronicles chapter 23, verse 4, it is written, This is a thing that you shall do. A third part of you entering on the Sabbath of the priests and of the Levites shall be porters of the doors. And this word door is the Strong's number 5592. It's the Hebrew word saf, which means a threshold. A doorkeeper guards the threshold of the door and of the house. Psalm 84 verse 10, it is written, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. So back to John chapter 10, Yeshua is explaining to the Pharisees who ask him a question at the end of John chapter 9, are we blind? Yeshua explains that he is the door or the threshold to the heavenly father. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 9, it is written, Then said Yeshua unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. I am the door. For me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. 
And so Yeshua is not only the door, but he is our Passover lamb. We can see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, as it is written. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So believers in Yeshua as Messiah, spiritually, we are his house. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, it is written, but Messiah as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? Then in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it is written, you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. So our doorpost is a circumcised heart. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 and verse 16, it is written, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? And it goes on to say, Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. So the Torah requires that the people of the God of Israel have circumcised heart. This is what Paul was explaining in Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, when he says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Yeshua HaMashiach and have no confidence in the flesh. And Yeshua, being our Passover lamb, he shed his blood on the tree. And Yeshua shed his blood and died to make it possible that we could have forgiveness of our sins. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, it is written, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Messiah died for our sins according to the Scriptures. We can see that Yeshua redeems us by his shed blood. Colossians chapter 1, verse 14, it is written, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Next, we're going to see from the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull. On page 9, he explains that the threshold of a house is to be treated with respect. The threshold is not to be stepped upon or passed over lightly, but it is to be crossed over reverently. Then in the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 9, he further explains that stepping on the threshold of a door shows disrespect to the owner of the house. To step over or across the blood or in its substitute on the door sill is to accept or ratify the proffered covenant. But to trample upon the symbol of the covenant is to show contempt for the hosts who made it. And from this, we should be able to understand more fully Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29, where it explains that we are not to step on, show disrespect to the blood of Yeshua. And how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who was trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and have done despite into the spirit of grace. In the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble on page 231, he explains that a thief 
is going to bypass the door or the threshold of a house and he is going to go through the window instead when he enters into the house seeking to rob it. And here, Clay Tremble says that he asked a native Syrian woman, if a thief wanted to get into your house to steal from you, would he come in at the door if he saw the door wide open? Oh no, she answered. He would come in at the window or would dig in from behind. Why wouldn't he come in at the door? Clay Tremble asked. And she said, because his reverence for the door and what it represented and the threshold of the door would keep him from doing that. So Yeshua, after he was asked by the Pharisees at the end of John chapter 9, are we blind? Yeshua then explained to the Pharisees that he is the door and the access to the Heavenly Father. And if you try to access the Heavenly Father and don't go through Yeshua the door, you are a thief. John chapter 10, verse 1, it is written, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble, on page 231 and 232, he explains that a thief will break through the house instead of going through the door or the threshold. The very term commonly employed in the New Testament for thieves indicates the digging through a building instead of entering in by the door. Where thieves break through, literally dig through, is the Greek word di or rasso and steal. If the master of the house had known in what hour the thief was coming, he would have watched and not have left his house to be digged through. And then we can see this terminology in Luke chapter 12, verse 39, where it says, In this note, that if the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. And now we're going to see that Adam had the job of being the doorkeeper of the Garden of Eden. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, it is written, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. The Hebrew word is shamar, which means to guard it. And the word is associated with a watchman. A thief does not go through the door. So in this case, in the Garden of Eden, it was Adam. So how did Hasatan, being the thief or the robber, he tried to get access to the man through the woman. He didn't go directly to the man himself. And so he acted like a thief or a robber. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said, Unto the woman, yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And Adam fails to be the guardian of the garden and the guardian of his wife. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the Threshold Covenant. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.